All right, Figuring Out Family, I'm thrilled to present this interview to you. I had the opportunity to host none other than the legend himself, the hammer, Jack Ham. Jack's a great friend of mine. Uh, we've been in contact for the last couple of months um, talking about just this opportunity, getting to host him, hear about his career, hear about how he got into the golf industry, hear about uh, how he's able to promote himself pre-internet. I mean, I think the internet is literally the most powerful tool we have, whether you're crunching numbers or, I don't know, communicating, doing business. Like We have access to this tool, and I think we all take it for granted. Jack didn't have access to that. I mean, he literally was running his ads on TV, infomercials, you name it, in you know, newspapers and magazines and was able to just create this brand that uh, was undeniable, right? I mean, everyone knows Jack Hammer. Everyone knows the POW. Uh, everyone knows he hits it freaking miles long. So Jack, thank you for giving me your time and insights into your career. I really enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to more conversations in the future. If you're a new listener, welcome. My name is Daniel at the end of the day, my aim is to just get into your rotation of podcasts for the week. I drop every Thursday. I uh, try to bring you value via entertainment, via knowledge. So please, if you listen to this, stop what you're doing and just hit follow on Spotify. Really push Spotify listens. I'm committed to this, guys. I'm committed to you to bring value to you every week. So just give me five stars. I'd really appreciate that. Um, and I hope you enjoy this interview with the legend himself. Jack Hammer Time. Ham. Jack Ham, legend of golf. What's going on, man? Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Daniel. It really is, dude. Jack, it's crazy to have you on, man. I'm telling you, I've been planning this for months. So to finally get you on is literally like a dream come true, you know? Um, you know, I'm excited to help you. I'm excited to for everybody here to find out a little bit more about Hammer Time, about, uh, you know, yeah. what we do and why we do it and why we've been doing it all these years. All right. So for a guy who's just kind of getting into golf uh, and maybe like a COVID golfer, how would you explain yourself? Like, how would you explain Jack Ham? Well, you know, who is Jack hey, Ham? Well, I started a long time ago and you know, I was kind of like everybody else. And to, you know, the golf game is very frustrating. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult game, you know, and uh, the, the confusion in golf is that it's not like riding a bike, like riding a bike is like, uh, muscle memory. Well, you, you've been on that bike for you know a couple of years. You can jump on the bike and go. Golf is like basically like a foreign object when you get you know, especially like it's a foreign object when you get started. So I was like everybody else, you know, basically uh, you know shooting ninety or hundred. Uh, you know, I think the ninety uh, percent of golfers can't break a hundred. And I, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm actually really a student of whatever I'm doing, like mechanically. I actually have a master's degree in engineering, uh, Daniel. And um, so I'll take a sport, whatever sport that is, and analyze it to optimize whatever sport I'm doing. So, like, you know, I've done the same thing in, in basketball, skiing, you know, whatever it is. So golf was, was tougher, but I broke it down, you know, in college. It was like my second year. Um, and I got a job at a golf course, and I was just basically terrible. And I, I kept studying uh, still photos and trying to figure this whole thing out. And uh, it, it just, be, I, I pieced this whole thing together. So it, it, it basically optimized, gives you the perfect backswing, the perfect downswing, gives you the leverage points, gives you the torque points, so you can maximize your distance. 
I literally went from a guy that's shooting, uh, let's say, 95 to 70, um, and a guy that's maybe hitting the ball 260 to 400 yards in one week, just based on the hammer swing. 400. Yeah, yeah. 400 yards. It, over, that's crazy. Overnight, All right, overnight, so. Okay, like once I figured this out. And it's kind of funny about this, Danny, because the, the golf course that I was working, there was a professional hockey player was the pro there. And I wasn't a big guy, really. I'm actually, you know, the other thing is when I was in college, I didn't, I grew nine inches my my junior year in college. So I was like five foot seven. Is that why they call you the yeah. hammer? I was five foot seven, about 125 pounds. Okay. As a, as a sophomore in college, yeah. my junior year, I was six, four, 190. So I, I, I got nine inches in six months. So, but the, what's funny about the pro yeah. at the golf course, he's this big guy, like six, six two, two twenty five, 225 professional hockey player. Yeah. He's hit, you know, I'm hitting the ball a hundred yards past him just to being five, seven, about 130 pounds when I invented the swing. So the hammer swing is the right. secret, it's the right. hammer swing secret. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack, let's just break this down for the people. So you started like a revolution on basically the golf channel, right? I mean, that's, that's one of the things that's why I'm so stoked to have you. Cause like you created this product, right. And like, you sold it pre-internet. I think that that's genius. You were able to like cultivate this mass following and sell and push all these clubs pre-internet, oh, right? Absolutely, Daniel. I mean, I started, and when I started, you know, basically there, uh, it was kind of when the VCR was coming out, you know, VHS, and I did the lesson. Right. My original lesson was called Hit Along the 30 Minute Miracle, okay? And I, right. I was calling up big companies that peddled uh, videos, and trying to produce, you know, sell this thing, and uh, I didn't even have a driver at the time. You know, um, I was, I was, I was selling T-shirts. Long, my, my nickname was Long Ball Hammer. So I was selling T-shirts and hats with the name Long Ball and the Hammer out of my trunk. Right. And then I started, you know, I made this video, and uh, I was calling all the biggest guys around, like the guy that ran Walmart and Kmart. And I was giving them golf lessons right. about showing them the swing. And I, I kind of correlate my swing in uh, golf to the Flosbury flop of high jump, where in the 70s, there was this guy that came up with the idea to jump over the bar backwards, okay? And everybody went a foot higher. Well, that's right. basically the fundamentals of my swing, okay, Daniel, is that the fundamentals of yeah. my swing is five steps, and I give you the perfect swing. And you automatically hit the ball 60 to 100 yards farther, and you can automatically, you know, probably lower your score by, by 20 shots. So I started all that, but then I figured out, okay, look, I need to make golf clubs with my name. So the original driver that I made was called the Jackhammer, all right, because my name is Jack Ham. So the original club was called right. the Jackhammer. And to be honest with you, my marketing initially was all international. The Japanese came to me. Right. And they said, hey, uh, we want to, uh, well, I was selling a bunch of clubs, jackhammer clubs in Japan. The Japanese came to me, actually, Daniel. And right. this, this is kind of a crazy story. But before there was Callaway and all this other yeah. stuff, the Japanese came to me and he said, listen, we see what you're doing in Japan with a jackhammer. Now, we're, we have this club that we're selling in Japan. It's very successful. Um, and we want to bring it to America. We want to put your name on it. We want to put the long ball name. We want to put Jack Ham's name on it. We want to put you in every corner of every store in Japan. We want to bring this driver to America with your name on it. 
So the name of that driver, okay, was called Big Bertha. Now I had a partner at the time that he was a, actually John Elway's agent, okay. Big Bertha. Well, no, Big, Big Bertha, but yeah. but so understand. I had a guy that he was kind of, but it wasn't affiliated with Callaway at the time, no, right? No, no, no. They 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 came to me before Callaway to put my. Okay. They wanted the, the long ball name on the Big Bertha, my company, but my my agent, right. when he, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call him, he was also John Elway's agent. Was thinking big time, going, look, we don't need Big Bertha. We have the jackhammer. Okay, so basically he threw them out of the office. They went from my office over to a guy named Eli Callaway, who had nothing more than a hickory stick putter, and they 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 gave him some seed money and they put the Big Bertha name on Callaway. And that was the start of Callaway. But in the preface of this is that I was going to be Callaway. I mean, I was going to be Big Bertha. I would have been Big Bertha. They would have taken this thing, right. and we. You know who knows where Longball would have gone, okay? But I was supposed to yeah. be the Big Bertha, okay, before Callaway. So, anyway, right. I had so Jack in talking to you because we've talked multiple times, man. This is like our tenth time talking. You know, right. getting to know you. I feel like you're a friend, right? right? But I just want to take it back. I want to take it back, man, yeah. because it seems like you've touched you've touched all corners of golf. I mean, you've you've played golf with the greats. You've given Tiger Woods lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've taught all these people. You've been around golf so long. So let's take it back, dude, to your freaking childhood to Denver. Let's start off in Denver. Did you go to school there, or like, no, I, are you from I, Denver, or what's going on with Denver? You know, Daniel, I'm actually from Michigan, and that's where I live now. So I grew up in Michigan. Okay. And you know, I actually. Um, yeah. I'm a skier. You know, that was my probably my first love. I'm a good athlete, but I was really into skiing. And my roommates in college uh, set up a ski shop in Vail. And, and I was actually an engineer at the time. I was an engineer for 12 years working for companies right. like GTE, Honeywell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, I was, a, I was yeah, like an aerospace I was, or what, were you, what kind of engineer? Yeah. Mechanical engineer, so I was designing things, coming up with you know new new things, okay. and I was doing that, Daniel, um, for twelve years. And you know the thing was, was I had this golf game. I was you know a really good guy, like have ten course records and stuff. I just after I figured out that swing, I started setting course records and winning golf tournaments yeah. and that kind of stuff. So the thing was, is that um, you know, but I love skiing, so I. And actually, my skiing ability, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Warren Miller ski movies, okay? They're pretty famous on HBO. Uh -uh. But I used to ski in the the movies. I was the bump guy. There's the bumps coming down the hill, and I was... So you were like a stuntman pre-golf? Oh, yeah. I was like the guy going down the bumps. Like, like, like you ever seen the bump? I was just uh, in the movies. Uh, They would film me skiing because i'm a really excellent skier you know so right. i would do that and then um yeah um <laughs> jack you're good at everything you do well, you're good at everything you do yeah. though because you were telling me the the denver nuggets like offered you a walk yeah, on yeah. a spot on their yeah, roster right show you the damn letter from them. you know I, I played some college basketball yeah. you know i can still dunk the basketball even even in my age you know i, I can jump pretty well i figured it out fundamentally okay yeah. Um, whatever it was, how to maximize the physics of what we're doing. That that's what I was all about, analyzing the right. physics and the leverage and all that. But it, the most of it, uh, mm-hmm. like I can make anybody a great skier. I can make anybody 
Daniel, a great golfer. I mean, as hard as golf is, I, I, I can tell you like, so I'm starting out I, another story. Okay. Quickly. Uh, I had a gentleman that, um, he saw my picture in a world trade magazine. I would say the first five years of when I lived in Denver, Daniel, and I was marketing uh, golf club golf, I mainly did nothing more than international sales. I wasn't even selling in the United States. Right. I was selling to Japan and, you know, other, I had 60 different countries that I was in. But Japan, right. I was shipping about 10,000 clubs a month to Japan, jackhammer drivers. Okay. Damn. So Damn. the thing was, is that uh, I had a gentleman that contacted me, just to give me an example, that saw me in a World Trade magazine. He goes, listen, Hammer, he goes, I saw what you can do with your swing. He goes, I had never broke a heart in my life. I'd like to come to Denver and get a lesson from you. Okay, well, the gentleman's name was Jack Murray. Yeah. I remember, and I didn't know who Jack Murray was, but he comes. Jack Murray? He, he come, yeah, he comes to town. He's got his own jet. I didn't even know what a Gulfstream jet was, okay? It was like a $40 million jet back then. Mm-hmm. And so he comes to town, and he uh, uh, he's not, he says, listen, I never broke a hundred. So I take him out to the range, and within, within maybe t- a half an hour, he looked like he could belong on the senior tour. Now, this guy couldn't shoot a hundred. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah. he that Midas touch, that hammer touch. So we, we spent an hour or two together. We walked, he takes me back on his plane. Yeah. He goes, you know what, hammer someday you'll have a plane like this. I said, I don't know you know, about that Jack, but I'm, you know, I'm going to try. So he buys a set of clubs from me. Cause I sell all the clubs, irons and wedges and putters and whatnot. He buys the clubs from me. Now here's the, here's the kicker. You know, two weeks later, he calls me up and he yeah. goes, hammer, listen, he goes, I, yesterday I had a hole in one with your irons, okay? And today I shot a 74. Now, this is a guy that couldn't break 100, shot a 74. He, and he goes, here's what I'm going to do yeah. for you, Hammer. I'm sending you today a letter of intent to give you $2 million, okay? I'm going to make the biggest board you've ever seen. Like the guy that owned the Boston Chicken, the Cincinnati, the guy that owned the Atlanta Falcons, you name it. Five guys, they're all big, yeah. big-time guys. And, and he goes, I'm going to make you bigger than Callaway. Okay. So I didn't learn the first time. Was this pre the Bertha? Was this pre big Bertha? Bertha was going or good no? Now. No, this was like maybe five years later. Bertha was already. It was after that. Bertha was okay, already gotcha. going big time. Gotcha. He goes, I'm going to, I'm going to take yeah. over golf and I'm going to make you the next big Bertha. Okay. I mean, we're going to replace mm-hmm. big Bertha with a, with a hammer. Okay. Right. So then, um, I didn't learn the first time with a partner that I had who blew off, you know, the company that tried to make me Bertha. So this guy, some yeah. some of stuff, he blew him off too. He said, we're not interested. Okay. So yeah. I've had a couple of shots, close shots, Daniel, of making it like bigger than big. Okay. But that's okay. Because yeah. at that point, you know, I started continuing to invent other clubs. Now I've invented, you asked me driver wise, like I invented, I had the jackhammer, then it went to like the jackhammer V12, and it went to like the jackhammer X, and then it went to like uh, uh, hammer X. I started changing all these different names. But then around 1990, I think 96, I came up with this idea, um, which mm-hmm. to make the club super aerodynamic. And so the club, I, I took this golf, golf club, and I drilled holes in the face. I had six holes I put in the face, okay? And I put one hole at the back. So just to tell you, the first time I ever used this club, Daniel, 
I get out there on my course I'm playing. Yeah. I think it was the 18th green. I pulled this club that, that was going to be the air hammer. I pull it out, the prototype. Now I hit my yeah. first drive about 400 yards down the fairway. This club, I push it right yeah. down the first fairway, okay, which is adjacent to the 18th fairway, right? So I jump in my cart looking for the ball. Yeah. Now this hole is a 500-yard hole. It's like I want to say it's 480, okay? So I'm looking for my ball at around 400 yeah. yards. There's like four guys standing on the tee box, yeah. okay, on the first hole, and they're yelling at me going, hey, there's a ball over here, okay? So I drive up there. I'm 20 yards over the tee box, okay, with – this new air hammer driver that oh, I just, I just, 500 yards. I'm right? freaking out. I'm telling you, I'm freaking out because I walked it off. I was 80 yards past my other club. Yeah. So I'm going, oh my God, this thing is unbelievable. I mean, this, this thing is unbelievable. The air hammer, I mean, the way it works. And so then I developed yeah. it and it, and that was my first making of my first show on TV. Okay. And taking it big time on the golf channel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And blasting it everywhere. I mean, literally, the Air Hammer show, yeah. Daniel. I was on TV more than Tiger Woods. Okay, I've been on TV. I well, that's what I'm saying, Jack. That's why you're the legend. You're the living legend of the Golf Channel. Like literally, you've been and had so much airtime. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. It, right. So that's why I'm thrilled to have media you. Man. I'm fucking media honored. companies would send me, uh, you know, like the airings for the month. And I'd have like 800 airings on the Fox channels. And I'd have like 100, 200 yeah. airings on the Golf Channel. It was like unbelievable. And I'd get that every month, month in, yeah. month out. I mean, let me tell you something. And <clears throat> I was also <clears throat> in print, like in, like I don't know, 30 different magazines a month, full page ads. And I can yeah. tell you that the, the, the way they worked, like the full page ad, Daniel, on the Golf, uh, golf Digest is like 15 grand. First mm -hmm. time I put put yeah. that ad in there, did $150,000 in revenue, did 10 to one. I mean, it was, un it was wow. unbelievable. But the, the, the thing was, is the golf, uh, you know, on TV. And then, so I decided the air hammer was great. I created a club called the Zolex hammer. The mm -hmm. Zolex hammer is really an innovative club. It didn't, it didn't have the holes, but it had a flipped over face. What I did is I took – it makes no sense the way golf clubs are made today. Callaway, TaylorMade, they make, they make right. no sense, okay, titles. Because what you yeah. have is the face is basically round on the bottom, flat on top, okay? And you can't tee the ball up that – you know, with because you'll just you know hit, hit a sky ball. So I flipped the face over right. so it's flat on the bottom, round right. on top, and I made it like a giant face, a giant face. Then I shaped it like a ski slope. Now, remember, yeah. I'm an engineer. So the idea behind it was uh, right. it isn't just some big blob you're swimming through, swinging through the air. It literally has what's called push acceleration. It's like wing design. It's like 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 the aircraft. Like I used to have pilots calling me going, oh, my God, how'd you come up with this idea? Because it's sloped. It has a slope to it like a ski slope, right? So when the air hit, what it is, is when, when uh -huh. the air hits the face, okay, it, it, it is a there's a pocket of air behind the face, like a vacuum, okay? And it picks up speed all by itself. Mm -hmm. So that this driver was the only driver that actually accelerates itself on a downswing. That were these other clubs are kind of like a yeah. beer can. They're like swinging a, a Volkswagen through the air. Okay, there's there's no aerodynamics today. There's right. still no. I've been talking about aerodynamics, and you know air, you know designs to increase the clubhead speed ever since the air hammer. Okay, and so this thing right. was uh, took off crazy. 
And this thing was on TV even more. I mean, the longevity of my shows, you know. The Zolox? It was the Zolox? Zolox. Z-O-L-E-X. Okay, Zolex. The Zolex hammer. Zolex. So yeah. this thing was a huge success. Yeah. I think it sold about 500,000 drivers. Um, and a lot of the- How many clubs have you sold? Is it true? Is it true you've sold over a million clubs? Like, or I guess Hammer X's? Yeah. Well, I sold just it, 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 combining all of them. The most, to me, the, probably the most uh, amazing thing of this is I sold a million clubs on TV with basically smoke and mirrors. Because I didn't have a lot of money ever. Okay, yeah. I took the money that I had right. and rolled it and rolled it. I never had like real funding, like what you would need. Like I didn't have right. Callaway giving me ten million dollars to get started. Okay, so you know I came. Right. Can we talk about that story, Jack? Can we dive in? Can I just stop you right there? And is that kind of from the transition from you going from uh, an engineer into the golf industry? Was that kind of like right where it happened, or can we talk? Can we put you in the in that sort of frame? Well, no, and bring it to back to that and talk about how you first started, like truly. Well, I, yeah. getting into the industry, well, me, like that sure. story. Let me put it this way to you too. I, I was not this country cup kid, had rich parents or whatever. I, you know, mm. I was a kid, Daniel, that I couldn't afford a bucket of balls. Okay, so I was a kid that hit wiffle balls against the side of the house and picked okay. them up. You know, I, I had a, I had a, I had a golf ball on a stick with a rope and I'd hit it in the yard all day. Just mm-hmm. hit this. <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to even go play, you know? So, I mean, that's that, you know, and then when I started it, again, it was all about my lesson. I, I had this thing, Daniel, for the first couple of years, I traveled everywhere. Okay. In United States. Right. And what I, I, I called it driver's education. Okay. Which I, I'd show up in driver's, driver's education. education. I would show up in a town. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I would show up in a town like St. Louis. Okay. And I know you're, you're younger. You don't remember mm-hmm. Dan Dierdor from Monday Night Football and Al Michaels was on, was on, mm-hmm. but these guys invited me to come to St. Louis. All right. What they would do and they would promote yeah. me like on the radio. They would promote me at the driving ranges. They'd promote me in the newspapers back then, you know, sports page, like the sports editors. So when I'd show up in town, and I did this all over the country, all right, there'd be 5,000 people there, right. okay, the, for the uh, – at, at the, the range. range. Or golf, yeah, golf okay. And so, Daniel, like, right. there's a lot of things I can – But this – was this pre-Hammer X? Because, yeah. Zach, yeah. here's the thing. You talk yeah. so yeah. fast. This, you go so this, fast. This, I'm just trying to lay everything out chronologically for the listener <laughs> so they can, in, like, totally buy in and totally get your story. So I'm trying to say, like, was this right after – engineering and like before you release the club or like where are we at in the the chronologically in in the story i was trying to sell videos okay and so my idea to sell a video was and this is important i was selling the video and i was traveling everywhere i was going everywhere you can imagine phoenix pomona california you name it irvine and i do the shows i would go to like the michigan show and be the speaker i'd go to australia greg norman invited me over there to talk about my my swing it was all about my swing Okay. And, you know, I would go and literally, literally, Daniel, freak these people out because I'm, I'm the guy that's hitting it 400 yards and I'm using like a 43 inch club, you know, with a steel shaft. Yeah. There was nothing, there was nothing, nothing to it. Okay. Right. And I was, you know, hitting the ball a yeah. hundred yards farther than anybody. Okay. Like not even close. Okay. Right. And so I would go like, you know, one of the things I would tell you, it was a little bit nerve wracking. You know, even when you play golf, Daniel, 
and you hit in front of your foursome, it's nerve wracking, yeah. right? So imagine going in front of like 5,000 people, right? You know, and yeah. so I had this little trick, okay, that really, really helped me. I remember I was at Riviera Country Club and uh, Freddie Couples was there and there was a lot of famous people there. Vince Scully was there, the famous announcer from LA Dodgers. There was a lot of, OJ Simpson was there. There was a lot of famous people in the crowd. <laughs> all the famous LA yeah. people. So they're all there at Riviera Country Club, you know. And so I was just kind of getting started and, you know, I'm nervous. Okay. There's like a thousand people standing there. So I had this thing where right. it came over me one day, Daniel, cause I used to be nervous of public speaking, but it came over to me. I had this little voice come in my head, which I would always listen to this little voice. And I'd say to myself, now listen, Hammer, there's nobody in this crowd that can hit the ball as far as you. Okay. And there's nobody in this crowd that understands this golf swing like you. So what are you afraid of? I mean, that's something that would go, you know, my little subconscious mem- uh, thought would be, right. okay, and I'm ready to go. I mean, besides that, I probably would have fainted, okay? <laughs> but I literally would get in front of all these people, like famous people, and um, I just say that to myself. Now, listen, Hammer, nobody in this crowd can get within 100 yards of you, and and nobody knows this swing like you do, so just go have a good time. So then what I would do, okay, because – I would start with my wedge and I always like to talk when I swing, I I talk and explain the lesson. And so I'm doing that for two reasons. So it's kind of like an exhibition. It was an exhibition with like the ultimate goal of selling the video. Yeah. But I I always did, I did an hour exhibition, a lot of them, thousands of them. Okay. So, so, but what I'm telling you, what people didn't understand what I was doing when I do these, I did all the, I did all the athletes. I did the nuggets. I did the Rockies. I did the Rams. I mean, I did all these famous sport teams. I would show up. I would do it for American Owens. I would go to all these places and do an exhibition, okay, whatever it was. But what I'm telling you about when I do the exhibition, I'd hit maybe 20, 30 wedges, and I'd talk about the swing, okay? Then I'd pull the 8-iron out, and I hit a wedge. Right. I hit a wedge, like 200 yards, okay? All right. I hit an 8-iron. I hit, <laughs> a pitching wedge? I hit an 8-iron. I hit an 8-iron 260 in the air, 260 every time. Yeah. Every time. Uh-huh. I hit a... Six yeah. iron about three twenty, okay. So, but what I would do yeah. is I'd work my way, I'd work my way through the bag, okay. And I because yeah. it, it was nerve wracking, I didn't pull the driver right out. You understand? So what I was doing is getting my nerves calm. You know why I'm hitting balls. By the time I get to 20, 30 balls, and I'm hitting the ball really sweet with like made iron or whatever, then I'd go, okay, let's get the let's get the hammer out, let's get the driver out, all right. And then I would just yeah. torpedo it. I mean, I was just freaking just yeah. freak everybody out. Okay. So, yeah. and then I would do challenges. Okay. I'm going to tell you a couple of things about the challenges. But I, when I traveled and did all these exhibitions, Daniel, I would have 25 people who was ever in that area sign up and take on the hammer. Whoever's, who, I don't care who it is, long drive guy, whatever. Yeah. So, put your name down and I'll, I'll bury you all. Okay. So, Wait, wait, time out, Jack. Was long drive back then a thing? Yeah. Was long yeah. drive like even yeah. a thing? Did, was there a league yeah. and were yeah. they competing they the professionally? Were there guys like that? They had the same thing. Yeah, I beat everybody by 100 yards. I beat them all by 100 yards. Okay. That's how I got the Guinness record. The Guinness record. Okay. Let me tell you, I want to come back to the um, the challenges, the 25. Okay. Because well, I'll tell you about the record. Yeah. So the 25, like I had these, I did this. Um, give me an example. You know the PGA show. There was one in um, in Orlando, and then there was one in Newport Beach. Okay, and 
I had a couple of these hot looking girls from Newport Beach. I recruited them off the beach, okay, handing out handing out uh, flyers. Come see the hammer on Sunday. Take on the hammer. The top, you know, thirty people that sign up can take the hammer on. I'm challenging everybody in golf, the PGA Tour, everybody. Come on out, okay? And um, um, I buried everybody by hundred yards. It wasn't even close, okay? So, uh, but I would do these challenges. And one time in Japan, okay, even the longest guys, because like just to, just to give guys context, like who is who is on the t- tour at that time though? Like who are you hitting it by? Wasn't it like John Daly or? Well. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you two stories here. One about the Japan, then I'm going to tell you about the PGA Tour real quick. I went, to, I was in Japan, Daniel. Right. I went to Japan and did the same thing. I've been every, I, I went to Japan 30 times. I've been everywhere. Okay, so I'm in this, I go over there and I'm doing the same contest in Japan. All right, and I get these guys, 25 guys to sign up. Who wants to, you know, I beat everybody by with a six iron. I don't beat them with a driver. I beat them every. Yeah. I'll drive everybody with six iron. So. Well, that's 320, yeah, baby. So, right? like, in Japan that day, I was in Okinawa, okay? The Japanese measured my 600 at 325, okay? So, I'm at the dinner, okay? I'm at the dinner at this thing that they, they set up for me. And these, the Japanese guy comes up to me and he hands me all this money. It's like yen, you know, Japanese yen, okay? I go, I, I go, what is this? He goes, oh, he goes, we all bet against you today. He goes, you won this. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He goes, everybody bet that they, you know, they could beat you and you won this. I get to the airport to, to, to find out how much this is, this yen. It's $8,000. Okay. I won one by these guys betting against me. Okay. That they thought they could fit, beat my six iron. I'm not hit, beating people with a driver. I'm beating him with a six iron, Daniel. Okay. So, um, right. Were you always just stupid long then as a kid hitting no, that ball? Like, I, told you, I wasn't or? long until I figured out the swing. Okay, a junior and a, a sophomore in college. But so let me tell you this story, uh, the, the PGA story. Okay, so I got uh, the 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 PGA slash I have these marketing company set up a long drive contest. Me against the PGA, and me against John Daly in nineteen. I'm going to say nineteen ninety four. Okay, it was uh, when Daly was hot. I mean, he won the British Open. He won the PGA. Okay, so this is this is the deal. So they bring me in there for a week to be on the tour. Okay, they give me a gold medallion. They said, "Hammer, listen, you're on the tour this week. You can do it. You can go in the locker room. You can hang out with these guys. Whatever you want to do." Okay, so they said, "You have a caddy assigned to you. You can go out on the range." So the caddy says, "You want to go to the range?" Well, let's go to the range. Okay, so we go to the range, and all these guys are out there. You know, you name it, they're out there. Freddie Couples, you know. Back and Curtis Strange, Nick Price, they're all. Wait, was this at the Waste Management? Yes, it was in Phoenix. Yes, yeah. Okay. So this is a Phoenix. I get store, out right. there, and um, I, the caddy, the caddy says to me, "How about right here? I'm next, next, next to Mr. Crenshaw, Ben Crenshaw." I said, "Sure." So he plops the bag down. So next to him is like uh, yeah. uh, Joey sure. Sinlar, Joey. You know, and there was I don't remember everybody that was out there. So anyway, they're, but they're all there. Okay. So I'm hitting, hitting my, you know, I'm warming up. I'm not making, doing anything. I'm just warming. It's, you can hear a pin drop on the tour when they're practicing. Okay. So right. I, uh, I get that six iron out and I'm flying it over the top of the range at 300 yards. I'm clearing it. 
which is what you're fine. Well, it's dry in Phoenix, right? So like the ball flies farther. So Joey's so daddy, three hundred carry. He, he says to me, he goes, uh, "Excuse me, because what is that? What iron is that?" I go, "It's a six iron." Six iron. He's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I said, "No, it's a six iron." Okay. So he goes, "What do you do with the driver?" I said, "Well, I'm fixing to pull that thing out." So now you remember, you know, Daniel, I've done a lot of exhibitions <laughs> in Japan and whatnot. Where I go into get into an act and karate chop yeah. the ball and go boom bam. I'm famous for boom bam wham. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, so yeah, you know I get that driver out. The yeah. first one I just go rip the thing and go boom. Okay, it's just like and people their, their heads will <laughs> pop up like like you know like mushrooms. They're like, what was that? Okay, yeah. and I'm in the middle of the rain. Okay, yeah. so then. I do it again. Just hitting bombs. I do it again. You know, Joey Sengard is going, oh my God. Okay. So I hit another one. Okay. (laughs) So then I'm telling you, by about the fifth hit, I have the entire range stop and I have the entire tour standing behind me. Mm -hmm. Everybody, they're all there. So for the next 20 minutes. Really? Wait, was this during like a practice round? Like on like a Tuesday or something? Yeah, it was on a Tuesday. Yes, it was Tuesday. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. behind you, Jack. Was Tiger at that event? Didn't he make the ace in 94 or 95? I, I don't know, but the whole range was, the whole tour was there watching me, okay? Uh, and uh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of the guy that won. I'm going to tell you that. So Tom Percher was his name. But anyway, they were all there. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, for the next 20 minutes, I'm working up a sweat, lathering. I mean, I'm literally just cracking the snot out of this ball. Every yeah. time, just like puffing and yeah. puffing and gripping it, ripping it and gripping it. And I'm telling you, so in, in, in grip and rip, it came from me, not not John Daly. Grip and rip it is from right. me because I had a video that remember the video I told you called Hit Along a 30, 30 Minute Miracle. In that video, I yeah. have it in there about 10 times. The guy that was uh, the MC uh, interviewing me, he goes, How you do that hammer? I go, Grip it and rip it. Okay, so this event that I'm telling you about, the Phoenix Open. They had invited Daly and they'd offered him 30 grand to hit against me. That was a lot of money back then. Okay. So, right. I, so the next day, you understand that I have a contest against the PGA the next day. Okay. So after that, that hitting, yeah. freaking everybody out, that night, I'm in the hotel walking through my lobby in Phoenix, in Scottsdale. I got no idea where I'm at. I don't know, I don't know anybody in Scottsdale. I, I'm walking through the lobby. I hear right. somebody going, hammer. Hammer, they're yelling at me. I walk in the I look around, it's in the, the guy sitting in the bar. It's Joey Sinlar's caddy. He's sitting there, okay? And he's sitting there with John mm-hmm. Daly's caddy, who was famous at the time, because he he had this handlebar mustache mustache. He was he was getting a lot of you know TV time with Daly, okay? So anyway, mm-hmm. they're in there and he's telling him this he goes, Listen, I saw this dude at the range today. He's gonna absolutely bury Daly. I mean, it ain't gonna be close, okay? They're kind of like betting yeah. and going, they're like, sit down, hammer, have a beer. I said, no, I got something I got to do tomorrow, so I'm not having any beer. Okay, we're, I'm going to focus on what we're doing. So they're, they're like betting, like, I got, I got, got this guy's going to bury him by 50 yards. Okay, so the next day I get out there, they're all there, all the best, the longest hitters on the tour. Okay, they got Gary mm-hmm. McCord emceeing this thing. He was the, he was the announcer on the tour during the, I think he's still on TV, Gary McCord. I got all black yeah. on him. Okay, well, you know, he's the kind of making fun of me as I'm swinging. He's like, um, you swing, you get black underwear on too. You swing like an ape. I mean, you know, you're what are, what are you doing? So, so anyway, they gave me three yeah. balls against all these guys. Okay, that day, and I and I actually didn't hit 
I didn't even hit all three of them even the way I normally catch it. Like really catch it, okay? But right. I, yeah, you missed them. But I hit a 415, okay? The longest pro that day was Tom Pertzer, 305. 415 But you got to remember, this is 1994, okay? All right? I'm, just, I'm using <laughs> like a, just not 43-inch club, okay? And you also got to remember yeah. that the longest the pros were hitting it, the longest pro that day was Tom Pertzer, 309. Daly was like 303. Mm. I beat Daly. I beat him by over 100 yards that day. What are you close? Okay. What are you close? Yeah. The cool part about it, and then they gave me this big silver cup. Okay. It said long drive champion, PGA Tour. It was pretty cool, uh-huh. you know. But the cool part was, really the coolest part was the next day, they're teeing off, start start the Thursday, you know, tournament. Tom Pertzer happened to be uh, in the same group with John Daly. Okay. So I'm standing there, and Daly's looking at me like, how the hell did he do that? You know, he's smoking a cigarette and drinking his Diet Coke. We're about two feet apart, you know? Yeah. And Pertzer says to me, he goes, how you doing today, Mr. Longball? And I'm telling you, it felt pretty damn good because Daly was sitting there going, I don't get it, man. He's calling him Mr. Longball. <laughs> but I yeah. buried Daly. On that day, I buried him by over 100 yards. So anyway, I freaked, and I freaked everybody out. So the bottom line was, yeah. is that, uh, you know, I was promoting the swing and I would call people up. Like, mm-hmm. in fact, Daniel, I called golf digest up. Okay. Trying to get in golf right. digest. Okay. In 1990. Okay. When I was trying to get going and they had nobody in that magazine, but like Lee Trevino, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Gary player. They didn't, they didn't cover anybody. Okay. And they invited me to come uh, to Phoenix and I'm sorry, they invited me to come to Vail. They were having their outing, mm-hmm. uh, marketing outing, and the guy says, "Come on up here, you can play golf with us. Hit some balls, show us what you can do." Okay, so it's really funny because I had this this golf lesson, okay, and there's about 25 pros from Golf Digest, and they all had their notebooks. Like, well, why is he doing this? And because I remember I'm very analytical. Yeah. Wait, like instructors or actual like professionals? Instructors, the golf instructors from the okay, golf yeah. instruction stool. They were all standing there with notebooks. Yeah. Okay, like. Like, because I have this swing that's really doesn't, they can't believe it, okay? Like, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to tease right. you guys. The more you bend your left arm at address, the farther you hit the ball. The more you bend your left arm, the farther. It's just against, everything I do is against what you do, okay? The more you bend that left right. arm, the farther you hit the ball. So they're looking at, they got these notes. So Roger says to me, hit a few balls. We're, we're in bail. You know, it's 8,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So elevated, I hit the nine yeah. iron now, two Probably hitting like 600 yards. Oh, I'm hitting there, a right? nine iron by 250, 260. Just, okay. And then Roger yeah. says, well, Hammer, get the driver out and see what you could do. Okay. So I'm telling you, Daniel, the first one, I just ripped the cover off this thing. I'm just going, boom. And he's like, and Roger Schiffman, who was the managing editor of Golf Titan, he goes, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> okay. I swear to God. And and he goes, and these guys are all looking at it. They're stunned. Well, that I never forget that night. I, mean, I went to the golf digest party. And there's I'm talking to some gal there, you know, and she goes, "You know what, Hammer? You yeah. freaked everybody out here. Like nobody understands how you came up with this. Okay, you everybody's just can't believe yeah. it." So then, about a month later, Roger Shipman calls up, okay, and he says, "Hammer, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to feature you in golf digest. We're going to give you four pages. We're going to feature you because what you did was just amazing." And that was kind of like the start of like getting really getting going, you know, 
So he, they gave me four pages. They gave me a sp spread, you know, across Golf Digest. Um, and I got this really nice thing that they sent, sent me later, a placard that showed it to you, Daniel. But it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I got four pages. And, you know, like, it's funny that you said about me being the legend in golf. About three or four years ago, Golf Digest called again. They called me. And they mm -hmm. said, we're doing a story on golf on TV, marketing in, uh, marketing of uh, golf on TV, and you're the guy. We want we want to interview you. We want to write a story about you, okay? So they were like, look, the hammer, you're the most colorful. You're the guy, you know, that people love to watch. And they, they did a story about me about three years ago, you know, another story. So it was pretty mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah. Well, Jack, that's something that really stood out with me is like, yeah, you are colorful. Yeah, you hit it deep. You are the hammer. You're super marketable. I mean, your look. But like at the time, there was no internet. And you were able to create this massive following of people that were interested in you, your product, hitting it long, and then being able to sell products without the internet. Like I can't imagine that. And that's what I want people to realize. And like, I want to shed light on that. Like, that's amazing Well, to think you can move so much product without the internet. Well, you know, and to be honest, blows my mind, man. I'll tell you, something, I'll tell you about mind. Japan. When I was moving those 10,000 a month, there was no TV then. Yeah. I was selling it through uh, just a uh, catalog. That was catalog sale. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, back then it was catalog. And that's probably right. before, you know, but, you know, I took, I took, the I was telling you this uh, timeline. I did the Zolex hammer, okay, right after the air hammer, and then I did another mm -hmm. thing called the long ball secret. I did an infomercial on my swing called the long ball secret, okay, and then I um, um, I did the another club called the air extreme. I took the air hammer and modified that and put bigger holes in the face, okay. And I put instead of one hole out the back, I put yeah. three holes out the back, okay. Then I did a driver right. that called the explosion hammer explosion. They had a channel going down the middle, and I kept coming up with different these different things. Okay, so then I did the hammer. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing for me, Daniel, I could have won. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then I could have easily won ten million dollars a year on a tour. I mean, because there's times where mm -hmm. I mean, literally, I could drive every par four. You know, I could tell you a putting right. story. You just couldn't fucking putt. You're like the happy Gilmore, like literally happy Gilmore, right? <laughs> That's what I heard. You you had like you shot seventy one and had like forty three putts. Forty yeah, forty three putts. <laughs> I had a, a Japanese customer. Yeah. I was playing with a Japanese customer. And he's like, he's like, I get off the. You know, I had twenty nine golf shots. Twenty nine golf shots and nine holes. Yeah. I asked the pro. I said, "What do you think the record is for golf shots on a round?" I had twenty nine. I drove eight par yeah. fours that day. I mean, so I came yeah. up with a concept. Remember now, remember. I'm always mechanically trying to figure things out, right? I came up with a right. putter. Now, the heel and toe putters make no sense. You can buy a $500 putter. They don't work. I don't care what you buy. They don't work, okay? The yeah. heel and toe, there's no sweet spot. There's no balance. They're, they don't balance out. They don't stay on line. No matter how much you practice, they don't work. So I invented, and I tried, and Daniel, I invented a putter one time, and you're going to laugh. The putter was one foot long. Okay, one foot. It was like a, I was putting by my sock. Yeah. But my socks, okay? You guess yeah. what the name of that putter was? Yeah. It was called the Tack <laughs> the Velvet the hammer. Tack hammer. The Tack Hammer. The Tack yeah. Hammer. It was a short yeah. little putter about this long, okay? Because I was trying to figure out putting. Uh -huh. But this putter that I have, the hammer putter, okay, is right. so deadly 
I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's the old. Well, I watched your infomercial. I didn't watch you. I mean, you didn't miss one. Right. Time. I made I made eight ten in a row. This thing is the only putter that allows you to wrist putt. You can literally wrist putt with this thing. Okay. You can't wrist putt. You know, let, let me put it this way. How much sense does this really make, Daniel, about putting? Okay, now look, there's a reason why I can't putt, okay? But putting, they teach, everything is bass backwards and go, okay? They teach you to putt with your shoulders, you know, pin on your shoulders, you know what I'm saying? And cross-hand right. your grips. But I got news for you. Touch is in your fingers. Touch is in your hands, right? right. So why would you not putt with your fingers, okay? Why would you not putt with your wrist? So this putter is the only putter that allows you to wrist putt. And I kind of call it the prayer grip where you just do this and you can just, it just, it's just deadly. It, you can, you could drink. Yeah. Wait, is this the one with the, just the sweet yeah, spot? Just the sweet spot. Right. Yeah. It's okay. just it's, gotcha. it's right there. It's built in. I did an infomercial with Al Guyberger, mm-hmm. Mr. 59. And uh, this thing is absolutely mm-hmm. deadly. I mean, everybody can save 10, 15 strokes on the hammer putter. I mean, and you can go check it out. It's at yeah. hammerputter.com. I mean, it's, it's, I'll make sure to link all your, your info it's, it's, for it's sure. Different. But Jack, I want to dive into some of these stories. Right. Cause like we've talked, we spent a lot of time on the phone and you've Go told ahead. me some stories. So I have a, I have a couple of them. Go ahead. I want to hear the, uh, the Arnold Schwartz, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, story. Can we talk about sure, that one? Sure. Daniel, that, that actually has to do with that yeah. long drive contest in Newport beach, the PGA. I had my buddy, the pro with yeah. me. And we were practicing Newport Country Club, okay? So, you know, there's a yeah. there's a, a bunch of trees at the end of the driving range. You couldn't see what was behind there, okay? And so all I know is I'm just literally rocketing the ball over those trees, okay? And all I know <laughs> Just hitting it long, out of sight, dude. It's like when, when I hit the yeah. ball, it's like another atmosphere. It's like, yeah. boom, it's like, it's like taking off <laughs> at 400 yards, okay? literally, okay? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You know, if I catch one good, Daniel, it's going to be 450. 450, I guarantee it. 450. 400 in the air. Yeah, I believe okay, it. Okay, so anyway, the thing was is that I'm, hitting these, I'm, I'm I'm practicing for this contest the next day against the PGA Tour. Yeah. Okay? So at one point, my right. buddy who's who's a PGA instructor, he's, he's helping me. And he says to me, Jesus, this guy coming from out behind those trees, and he looks really mad. And he's got his shirt. He's going to have a shirt on. And he's flexing his muscles, and he's coming right at us. And he and he goes, he says to me, "Hammer, we better get out of here. See, we better he's yelling and shit. We better run for the car." So I mean, we're running. Literally, he grabs my bag, and we run to our rental car. Okay, we're running, and this guy comes into the parking lot. I thought he was going to tilt tip my car over, and it and it, it's Arnold. I, saw, yeah. I said to the, I said to the guy, I said I said to my pro, I said that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, I mean the way the guy was built. He was yeah. coming at us, and it looked like you know one of his characters in his movies. Okay, <laughs> the Predator. Okay, it looked like Predator, yeah, like the Terminator, or whatever. We, we get he's kind of like shaking my freaking window. I'm driving away, and he's just screaming at me because I he's like you. I, I, I'm, he, I didn't realize that there's like a green behind the driving range, and I must have missed him by like two feet or right. something, and flew 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 right at him. Okay, so I mean he was really he was really angry. I mean yeah. violently angry. I mean, enough that he, if he could have grabbed our car, he might have tipped it over, okay? <laughs> it was crazy. Dude, so how did you get so, like, connected with all these celebrities back in the day, too? What's another story you want me to tell you? 
Well, I want to. I want to hear the Tiger Woods story. Can you talk? Because I heard you taught Tiger Woods all of his distance. Like you've told me some funny stories about Tiger. So I was just wondering what sort of connection well you had with uh, El Tigre. You know, the, goat. the Tiger Woods is kind of a funny story. Okay, I mean, it, 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 it's it's a classic. Okay, I there I was I was selling the golf club called the Jackhammer. Okay, in Denver, and there was a nice black fella that was publishing a magazine called Black Golf Digest. Okay. Believe it or not, there was three guys on the tour at the time that were, you know, back in the 90s that were on the PGA Tour. One was Lee Elder. There was another guy, Jim Caldwell, and there was another one. I don't, not sure who it was. So this gentleman's name, Herschel Caldwell, says, calls me up. And I was advertising in his magazine every month. Okay. So he calls me up and he goes, Hammer, listen, he goes, I got this young kid coming to town. I'm going to put him on the cover of my magazine, Black Golf Digest. He's a junior champion. His name's Tiger. He goes, can you come to the driving range, come to City Park today, meet me at 1 o'clock, and I need you to show uh, this kid your swing. I want you to teach him the hammer swing. So I go out there. I spend about two hours with Tiger, okay? And he was very respectful to me. I helped him. I mean, I look at his swing today. I know that some of the leverage of what he's doing, to be honest, Daniel, is what I showed him, okay? I'm not sure he'd give me credit for it, but, you know, uh, I, I taught Tiger my swing, okay? So... The funny part of the story is, okay, but any when any time somebody mentions Tiger Woods to me, I got to finish the story, okay? So Tiger, uh, I'm sorry. So this magazine, now remember, it's called Black Golf Digest, okay? So Herschel comes in my office to throw me 10 copies of that, that magazine, okay, um, with Tiger on the cover. I said, Herschel, I said, listen, man, I go, you know, I love being in your magazine, full-page ad and all that. But the only problem was, okay, you're making, you know, he literally was making me look black, okay? All you could see is my white teeth, and he was actually putting a fake afro on my head back in the 90s, okay? Like I got a fake fro. I look like Buckwheat, okay, from the Little Rascals, okay, literally. So he comes in my office, and they go, I go, Herschel, I said, come on, man, dude. I go, you know I'm not black, okay? He goes, listen, man, he goes, I, I can't have no honky in my magazine, okay? This is Black Golf Digest. Okay, so it's absolutely <laughs> classic live. Okay, I mean, if you, I could show you this yeah. magazine today, Daniel. Yeah. Okay, all you can see is my white teeth. Okay, yeah. is it? It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's it, all you can see is my white teeth. That's it. Uh -huh. And he, it was just funny the way he said it to me because yeah. I mean, because we can't have no, I, I can't have no honky in my magazine, man. This is Black Golf Digest. No, this is classic. I always think of that story. I always think of that story with Tiger Woods. So, yeah. What about with Greg Norman? Because I heard you gave Greg Norman swing tips. I mean, we have Liv versus PGA Tour. The merger just yeah, took yeah. place, which would be interesting to hear your perspective on that as well. Well, but um, did you did you really teach Greg Norman? Like, because because Greg Norman used to hit the shit out of it back in the day too. He was known as like one of the longer hitters, right? On Greg tour. Norman, you know, Daniel. Uh, is a really good guy, and and he tried to help me. I mean, and you know the the merger of the LAV and the PJ Tour is great, you know, for golf. I mean, it's going to only help. It's yeah. going to have more 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 events and more money. Could only be great, you know, instead of fighting and feuding. Mm -hmm. But Greg Norman invited me to come over to Australia to be like. Now remember, I was the headliner. I do all these exhibitions. I did all mm -hmm. this stuff, and all this. You know, so I always like to talk about my swing. So I went over there. Okay, for a week, a week. And, uh, you know, I would get up and talk to a thousand people at a time. 
And, you know, he had a little machine back then. You'd hit, hit in it, you know, show people how fast you could swing. He says to me, Henry goes, goes yeah. like a track. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Some little machine indoor on an indoor stage. But he says to me, Hammer, just take every hour, just take some swing. I said, I can do that, Greg, but I really like to teach. And I really like to help people. I'm here to help people. He said, well, no, not every PGA pro wants to hear what I have to say. Okay. In fact, one time, Daniel, when I was doing one of those exhibitions in St. Louis, the guy come up to me afterwards and he says to me, PGA guy says, listen, Hammer, he goes, there's 25,000 of us. They'll make sure you never get this swing out there. Because you got to understand, my swing is totally radical. This is revolutionary. Okay. So the thing is, Daniel, mm -hmm. is that Greg says to me, no, Hammer, show me what you got. So I told Greg, I said, I'll tell you what, take your seven hour, take five swings with your seven hour, and let's see how far you hit it on that little machine. So he does like 156, 158, 159. He doesn't even break 160. So mm -hmm. I said, Dan, I said, I said, Greg, I'm not going to, yeah. uh, I'm not going to uh, explain the fundamentals of it. I'm just going to show you the five steps. Okay. So I, I put him in the hammer swing, bend his left arm, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Take a swing. First one's 198, 202, 204, 206. I put literally, I put 50 yards on Greg. 50 yards. Yeah. Less than five minutes. So, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So every time I get up on the stage, Greg would say, he'd introduce me. And he, I get up there and he goes, hey, man, you got to pay attention to the hammer because this is real. He put 50 yards on my swing in five minutes. So I pay attention to what the hammer has to say because the hammer can help you. So, you know, that was great. Well, here's the, right. here's the cool part. So uh, the funny part, it's kind of funny. But so the last day, Greg had set up a exhibition for me in Darling Harbor in Sydney. It's on the water. Okay. And he built these giant 20 foot balls. Okay. Floating in the water at 150 yards, 200 yards, 250, 350, 300 yards, 400 yards. At 400 yards is a monorail system that goes all around Sydney. Okay. Like, like a, you know, like a train thing. And behind the, the bridge. Yeah. Like a train. The, yeah. Yeah. Behind the bridge and the monorail are these $100 million yachts, okay? So, mm -hmm. I have, uh, uh, he built a stage. Oh, you didn't hit the yacht, did you? He, he, hit, he built a big stage, okay, out of grass, about 10 feet in the air. So, I'm in about 10 foot in the air. So, and he's also got water balls. Now, I mm -hmm. sell golf balls as, as well, Daniel. I have these golf balls. They're called, you know, long mm -hmm. ball TFL, okay? You might want to, you could guess if you'd like what TFL stands for. I don't know if I could say that on the podcast, but. Uh, too fucking long. Say it, There baby. you go. Too fucking long. Right. Okay. So I put, because he had water balls. Okay. I put five of these in my back pocket. Now, when you, the difference between a too fucking long golf ball and a rudder golf ball is it's smaller and heavier. It's like comparing a hard ball to a softball. So if you propel it, Okay. It's going to, you know, once you know, you throw a hard ball, it's going to go a lot farther and a lot, you know, fat, farther and farther. It's going to propel. You know what I mean? So once you hit one of these TFLs, it's not coming mm -hmm. down for, for, for a while. So I put five of them in my back pocket. Okay. So I have these water balls and I'm hitting, the, you know, I hit the eight iron. I'm talking. I'm hitting the eight iron. I hit the 250 yard marker. Okay. So then I pull the driver mm -hmm. out. Okay. I, and I reach into my back pocket for the TFL ball. Okay. Tee that baby up. And I, I mean, I hit this thing, and I mean, with your eight iron or with driver? driver, I no, I was saving those five balls from the drive. Yeah. I hit that thing, 
boom, okay, and I'm like, it's propelling itself, and it literally, okay, there's 10,000, now, Daniel, there's 10,000 people there, I think I sent you a picture of it, okay, there's 10,000 people there, uh-huh. lined, lined along the water, okay, and behind the stage, this thing bounces off the monorail at, at 400 yards, bounces, it's in the air, bounces off the monorail, uh, it flew 400? 400 in the air, it ricochets off it, okay, so then, now, this, this yeah. is great, okay, the next one, I really torpedoed. I mean, I next one, I catch it, and I'm just like, wham, okay? And this thing flies <laughs> off, clears the bridge, and bounces. You could hear it. It bounces off the side of this yacht at 425, whatever it is, 430 yards, okay? It bounces off the yacht, okay? Yeah. So here's the funny part. The, there's somebody in the crowd, and Greg's standing over there to the side. Somebody in the crowd, and Ossie says, hey, Greg! He goes, <laughs> He goes, hey, Greg, he goes, you got insurance for this? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a, I can still hear the guy's voice in his Aussie. Yeah. Greg, you got insurance for this? I mean, so Greg looks at me and he walks up towards the stage. Okay, Daniel, he walks up towards the stage and he goes, Henry goes, okay, man, just put that thing away. He goes, let's go back to the ADAR. Just go back no to more the balls. <laughs> So it was, it was an absolute classic. So anyway, so. So you pretty much have been able to see like the entire world through golf, right? Like, do you have, like, when you think about your travels and these exhibitions, is there any other funny stories that kind of stick out to you as like some of the, the best memories? You know, the Japanese, uh, well, I had another one. The Japanese is kind of funny because uh, I was in Okinawa and they had a grand opening of this golf course and they had a ribbon and all this and thousand dignitaries. And this golf course was a million dollars to join. There was a 1,000 people paid a million dollars to be members there, okay? That's a billion dollars they took in. Uh-huh. So I'm the grand opening guy. I'm hitting they got guys out there. This is kind of funny. They got guys out there in the walkie-talkies, okay? And um, standing yeah. out in the middle. There, I'm going to say the green's are like 380 or something like that, okay? They're standing about you know, yeah. 50 yards in front of the green, okay? I'm hitting, I always remember, I always warm up, okay, because I'm not going to pull a driver right. off. Get, I get in my groove. I feel like. Well, it's a lot of torque to just smash it 400 yeah, yards to carry, you know I what I mean? I got to get loose, too. It's not like I can just pull it out of my bag and yeah. whip it 450 yards. I got to get in the sink, sink right. of what I'm doing, you know. So, anyway, I'm sitting there, right. and I don't know, I, I'm hitting a six iron or something. And, I, and so I hit the first drive, I don't remember, and I landed about 20 yards off the green or something like that. And they're in their walkie-talkies, okay, and they're coming back. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. And, and, and the guy goes, and I said, I said, listen, I tell you, whatever you're talking to these two guys out there, you tell them to go stand in the middle of the green. Okay, tell them to stand in the middle of the green. That's going over their head. That's what I told them, okay. I hear yeah. the radio back, okay. So I just torch the next one. I mean, just literally torch it, Daniel. Just rip it. It flies over the green, okay. These guys. Yeah. We're on that microphone going, just screaming. The okay, next thing I know, they're all calling me Tarzan. Okay, I mean, the Japanese are all Tarzan. Tarzan. They're all grabbing my arm. They're grabbing uh, yeah. every piece of my body. You know? So that night, the owner, the, the rent, this, he also built Disneyland in Japan. He was a big time yeah. guy in Japan. The owner's taking me around to the spa, like the spa they had, you know, and everything. And he's introducing me. He yeah. goes, "All oh, he goes, he Tarzan." Okay, I mean, wherever I went, he goes, "He's Tarzan." Okay, it was, it was, yeah. it was just, it was, it was hilarious, you know. So, but wait, so 
what about these Elway stories? Because I, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it. It's like, I don't know what was kind of going on in Denver, but you were you were huge fans with and like friends with uh, like all of the Broncos back in the day, right? Like, wasn't your roommate yeah, yeah. a Bronco too? Broncos. I used to hang out with the Denver Broncos. You know, I go to some of the parties. Oh, Jack, tell them the story about you playing on the Broncos practice basketball team. Oh, okay. That's a fucking hilarious story. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. You know, this guy's a good friend of mine. His name was Paul Green. He played for the Denver Broncos as a tight end. You know, and it's, it was kind of funny because Shannon Sharp, who's also was the Broncos, is in the Hall of Fame. I don't know who Shannon Sharp is. But I used to tease Paul. like, is that guy any good, Shannon Sharp? He goes, nah, he ain't good. And he's in the Hall of Fame today. But So, Paul, you know, like, yeah. Paul was like one of the greatest athletes that I'd seen. And um, and they had a traveling basketball team, the Broncos. Okay, so um, and all all the sport teams have traveling, you know, football teams have traveling basketball teams in uh, in the summertime. They used to pick up in the off season to stay in shape. Five hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Like pocket money back then, right. that was a big deal. What if everybody's getting yeah. twenty million dollars to play? You know, so Paul, I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my office at Long Ball. I'm a pretty good basketball player, you know. So Paul calls me up and he goes, Henry, he goes, we need a guy tonight to play with the Broncos. I'm like, okay, really, Paul? And he goes, yeah. He goes, just meet me at uh, Vennigan's, you know, at 4 o'clock. We're going to be going down to Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and a half away, hour away. And, you know, it's some high school. There'll be 4,000 people there. So, yeah. Hey, what's a Bennigan's? Yeah, Bennigan's was like a, what's Bennigan's? Was like a Friday's or something, you know, like, you know, a bar slash drinks, you know, it's called Bennigan's. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, like yeah. nowadays, the Hooligan, I don't even know. They, it was just a, it was a, there was a lot of them at one time, a big franchise. Okay. So it was just a bar slash right. place to go and eat. So I, I go there at four o'clock. I get walk in there. Mm. They're all sitting there. Steve Atwater, he's in the Hall of Fame. Dennis Smith, he's like, these guys are all pro, you know, Elway. They're all, you know, like, uh, Carl Mecklenburg is in there. These guys are all famous, okay? Uh, Clarence Case, right in. So I walk in there, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're going to go play basketball. And these guys are chugging beers. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. I mean, we're going to go play basketball, you know? So I sat there. I'm not, I'm not drinking ba- I'm not drinking beer before I go play basketball, okay? They both all had about four mm-hmm. or five beers before we left, okay? So... We yeah. go, were you you weren't drinking well, though no, it was no. just them no i just I'm sipping on water okay so we, we go down yeah. there man it was pretty cool they gave me the orange socks they give me the freaking you know bronco outfit and all that stuff and then they they said to me how do you want to be how do you want to be introduced i said oh i don't know it was, uh, we'll go with jack ham wide receiver university of michigan <laughs> so so they introduced <laughs> me it was pretty cool you know so what was funny about it was like, and I was kind of shocked because at halftime I'm sitting in there with these guys. A couple of them are smoking cigarettes. One guy's smoking a cigar. You know, it's halftime, you know? Yeah. And so right. all I know is after the game was autograph time. So like we all had a certain section of the gym. We had to go. There's 4,000 people there, you know? So I'm not, I'm not even on the Broncos, Daniel. So I go into my little corner and said, Ham, you're over there. I got more people in line who want to get my autograph 
than anybody but Elway. I mean, Elway, I'm looking at Elway, he's got, you know, shitload of people. But I was like, and I'm not even on a team, okay? It was, it was funny. Yeah. But do they know, because your performance or because? I, I don't know. You just hitting the long ball oh, and being oh, the oh, hammer. No, it was nothing about it was maybe I was good. I was a good basketball player. Maybe just the way I looked. Would you go for like thirty and ten I or thirty points? I, got, I was a good player. I made it probably twenty points. I mean, I was like one of the player better players on the team that day. Well, the All thing right. was, is it was I. It was it was funny. I went with Paul to cash. I got a check for the Broncos, five hundred bucks. So I must be a professional <laughs> football player now. I, I go with Paul to cash his check, and I'm like, what does that make me, man? Pro, pro football player now. <laughs> they gave me a check yeah. for 500 bucks. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, wait, so how close were you to actually walking on to the, uh, the nuggets though? Oh, I don't know. I, I played a lot of the players, you know, over the years, you know, I, I was pretty good for a white dude, you know, um, mm-hmm. I could still jump You know, I was, I could jump. Like I could literally touch my elbow on the rim. That's pretty good. You know, I'm six, four, but I could really, I yeah. could really jump and I could shoot. I could shoot the, you know, I, there's point. There's times, Daniel. I played in city league basketball. I averaged fifty points a game for a season. For the season, fifty points a game. Jesus. So, yeah. I mean, I literally, I won the college like free throw contest. I think I made ninety nine out of a hundred. You know, I just, it's just, I figured things out. That's why I didn't go. I figured it out in skiing. I made skiing really easy. You know, I figured things out. You yeah. know, I used to. Well, also like tennis too. Like, I don't think people realize you had and sold a tennis product as well. Like, can we talk a little bit about that? Look at that infomercial I sent you, Daniel. Yeah, I watched the video. I I sent so to give people context too. You sent me like pretty much every product you've ever sold. So I have the opportunity to kind of go through and look at them. But like, I didn't know you had a tennis product, and also I didn't know you had like a business entrepreneurship project as well. Yeah. I do, you know, I wrote a book, you know, and I, the tennis racket was a two handle tennis racket. The idea behind it was it was pronated at 22 degrees. The pronation means that you have built in top spin. You know, the, the trick in mm-hmm. the trick in tennis, why and talk about mechanics again, is that you have to loop your arm and hit it, brush it to get it to drop, get, to keep it in the court. You know, like if you swing mm-hmm. a tennis, if you swing at a tennis ball, the normal, just a normal swing, like you're trying to hit a baseball or something. Where's it going to? It's going to go over the fence, right? So you have to brush it to get it dropped yeah. to create topspin. So the idea behind this racket mm-hmm. was it was 22 degree pronated, and so you swing parallel to the ground, and it automatically had built in topspin. So it's it, it like the idea. What I really mm-hmm. liked about it, the idea was when you play tennis, you can't keep the ball going. You know, violate. You can't keep the rally going back and forth. Where you know what you hit it two times and it quit. It quit. This thing you might be able to get, get it going 20, 30 times because it's so easy to keep it on the court, which is like, and then you get a workout. So you could just, and then it was just right. so easy and it was easier to serve with it. It was just a cool racket. And I had a couple of professional athletes mm-hmm. that helped me um, uh, do that infomercial. And I don't know if you watched the whole thing. Did you see the, where the guy was serving against me? 125 miles an hour. I'm not a professional tennis player. <laughs> Did you watch that part, Daniel? Oh, no. you got I didn't. I got to the part where there was a two twin. I didn't get to the entire oh, like the full. I didn't see the one twenty five. No, the end of it is hilarious. Okay, where hmm. uh, Luke Jensen you know, they won the French Open and the U.S. Open and shit. Yeah, because they were the Jensen yeah. brothers. I'm right? not. I'm not like, there were two tennis brothers. player. So here's what was funny. You know, I always interject funny things in this stuff, Daniel. I kind of call it infotainment, infotainment, hmm. whatever. 
I kind of created that. This is what mm -hmm. my infomercials are like. For 30 minutes, I'm going to entertain you. I'm not just going to sell you something, okay? But it was really funny. Right. So I he I go I go I don't think you can ace me, Luke. So he's I'm you know he's he can serve it to me, and he's 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 blasting them down. He's acing me. I have a guy I have a guy dressed up as a cop with a radar gun, and he comes yeah. over to him. He goes, "Excuse me, sir." He goes, "You think that thing's legal? It is. You've got to watch it. Okay, it's a class. It's yeah. a classic uh, part of the tennis show. So, but." Who? What's the story behind that voice that you use in your your infomercials? That like very distinct. Not you saying boom, but I mean more of like the narrator voice. Like who is that? You or is that no, someone I have else? A guy that I hired to do that. He's, he's very talented. I've done like ten shows. Him and I kind of team up. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I do, Daniel, and I, and I just did my I finished my last show. You know, the Hammer Hammer Turbo. Mm -hmm. That's my my newest show, the Hammer Turbo, and it's on it's HammerTurbo.com. Mm -hmm. But anyway. The Hammer Turbo is my, I would say, my proudest show. It's my the last show that I did because mm -hmm. I tried to put a lot mm -hmm. of good. No, that thing is juiced up. That's that thing, is, Daniel is that guy. The guy that I, I used to use different voice for that show. That's the guy that did the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he's it's a great voice. He's great. You know, really? you got to hire. Yeah. In fact, you have a pretty good voice, Daniel, to do this kind of stuff yourself. But you know, if, if, yeah, man. If you want, I can do the next one. There you go. Okay. Have you ever done any kind of work stuff like that? Yeah. Have you ever done any voice work? No, I just have the podcast. I've never done any voiceover stuff, but I've gotten that from a couple of guests. I have a nice voice, so that's uh, that's a big honor coming from you because you know what a good voice sounds like. Yeah, right? I mean, I the la when I decided to this last show, there's a you can look. I looked through a hundred voices to find the voice I wanted. Okay, to do the show. But I, I'm going to tell you, uh, honestly, Daniel, when I, I heard you talking during this podcast, right at the beginning, I'm thinking, wow, he's got he's got a great voice yeah. for doing infomercials. Okay, you, you could be the guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're down, Jack, yeah, I'd do it. When do you, are you still currently running the Hammer yeah. X? Because I know you have your site and I've helped you kind of like find the developer for your site or, you Hammer know, X is my, is that still uh, like, you date, is that still going on? Is the infomercial still running? I have a, the Hammer X is the show that I ran for the last six years. Okay, the newest show is the Hammer Turbo. That's the one, the Hammer Turbo, where yeah. the, the Turbo Driver, Daniel, is the combination of three of my designs. It's the it's the one that has the holes in it. Okay, it has the air holes, it has the flipped over face, it has mm -hmm. the see through. So it's a combination of the Air Hammer, the Hammer X, and the Zola Hammer. It's it's all three drivers morphed into one. Well, doesn't it have a flat shaft too. Yeah, it's got the flat shaft. I mean, this thing is just—I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, like just somebody that likes to just pound the golf balls. Okay, this thing is like literally like orgasmic. Okay, mm -hmm. when you hit this thing, this thing is like literally just boom, bam. Thank you, man. I mean, every time I go to the range, I'm just like sh yeah. shaking my head, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe this thing. I should be selling ten million of these things." This, this mm -hmm. thing, this is a brand new show. Yeah. Daniel, it's not even out there yet. Okay, it's going on TV next week for the first time. Okay, this is going to change the way people mm -hmm. think about driving. This, this is the real deal, man. The new driver, Hammer Turbo. Okay, um, I'm excited about it. This is the most. This I've done like, no, I've probably done maybe 15 driver designs. This is my the most exciting for me, the Hammer Turbo. Mm -hmm. So, All right. Does the USGA do they ever say like, "Hey, Jack, you know, well, 
this isn't conforming. And I think we've talked about this on the side and you had like an interesting answer. So I was hoping you could like speak to that. Well, the USGA to me is kind of stuck in the mud, kind of the Gestapo keeping from anybody being a better golfer. I mean, they literally have a rule going to better the game. Don't it's not legal. It's not conforming. You know, I mean, that to me is ridiculous. I remember I'm always trying to make the game better. Not only from it, they can't stop my swing. You know, the way I scientifically created this hammer swing, okay? They can't stop that, okay? And my designs are too advanced for the USGA. Let's just be honest about it. You know, like, I, I came out with the air hammer in 1996, and I put holes in the face. And Arnold Palmer, I remember Arnold Palmer coming out saying, listen, if my daughter can play better golf with that thing, who cares? You know, I'm, you know let's hit it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this much, Daniel. If you use my new driver, the hammer turbo, okay, and you're hitting it 300 yards, are you going to go back and use your Callaway driver conforming that's 250? I doubt it. All I'll say is it's hammer time, you know? Why would you do that? I mean, my point is if you don't play on the tour, who cares? If you're not playing on the tour, Hmm. how many people play on the tour? 100? Okay. Who cares? Look, 90% of people can't break 100. Let's help them. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm trying to help them. And right. you know, the, the whole thing with this is based on Daniel is let's make golf fun. I mean, is it, is it fun to mm-hmm. crack a big driver? Is it just fun to hit it, you know, 200 yards, right? So mm-hmm. I'm all about making it, you know, making the game fun, trying to help you be, shoot a better score. And, I, and that's what I, I've always been the science behind this thing, the science behind the swing, the science behind the clubs. I mean, you understand, Daniel, when I came out with a Zolex hammer, hammer, Zolex hammer '98 or whatever it was, Callaway and TaylorMade they didn't come out with a big head for five more years. I invented the big head. They didn't come out with it. I invented it. They didn't. I, that was 500 cc's. You know. And you, do you know what a cc is in driver driver technology? Do you know what that even is? It's like the volume of the go. head. It's nothing more than the volume. Yeah, I've had on physicists, man. I mean, I've had on physicists, baby. You're yeah, just how, how you could, know? okay. If that, how could that be science? How could that really help you? If I'm, you know, I, I have a video that I did um, where you, you pour water in a beaker. How could that really help you hit the ball farther? How many cc's the club is? It, it does nothing. Okay, you know, I'm gonna tell you, I'm telling you the lies to people. The the five, four, and sixty cc's means nothing. Okay. The core rated thing that they talked about for years means nothing. You know what the bubble shaft? Do you remember? Are you old enough to remember the bubble shaft? Taylor made a bubble shaft. I remember. Yeah, wasn't it like illegal oh, or illegal. like was was the situation? Bubble. That that bubble. You know what happened? It was a manufacturing defect. Yeah. The machine got stuck when they were making it, and they turned it into sold a million drivers. Taylor made wouldn't been around without the bubble shaft, but it was zero technology. What I'm telling yeah. you, Daniel that these guys have zero technology. I'm also going to tell you like these golf pros that are out there, these 25,000 or whatever it is, 29,000, they have zero technology too. They, they, I read these magazines and I look at them. They don't have a clue. They're never going to help anybody. I mean, they're going to charge you 200 bucks and you're not going to make it. You're going to be able to hit the ball any better. I mean, how many people have taken a lesson and not gotten any better? How many people have bought Callaway or TaylorMade or Titleist clubs or Cobra and got not getting any better? Right. I'm I'm here to try to help people. You know that's what I've been doing my whole life is trying to help people. So you know it, it's frustrating to me because there's like these naysayers of you know 
out there that'll say, you know, just because it doesn't have the Callaway name. Look, I sold a million golf clubs trying to help people, okay? And I, I, a lot of the stuff has been sold by word of mouth where they know that I'm trying to help them. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I've always been trying. So where can people find you, Jack? Where can people find you? Know, you? you can find me at uh, hammerturbo.com right now. That's my new website, hammerturbo.com. Uh-huh. It's the greatest driver ever in the world. And I just, I just hooked up, you know, you know, what, you know what Cameo is? You know, you ever heard of yeah, uh, it's to give people shout yeah, outs yeah, and I stuff. Signed up for that. I'm going to Jack Ham Cameo. I do you do the boom for you. Nice. Do some booming, birthday, birthday yeah. booms and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I I, okay, I I'll be honest with you, Daniel. The point, some of the points you made today, like I did all this without the social media. I'm still trying to catch up with this, with the social media side of this thing because I'm too old fashioned. I'm the TV guy. Right. I'm the print guy. You know, and I don't quite understand all this. For the last three years, I've done a lot of Facebook, you know, um, but I'm still trying to figure this mm-hmm. social media end of this thing out. So, I mean, once I do, this hammer turbo is just going to blow up, dude. I'm telling you, this thing, this is the, and I need to send you one, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to do a, a podcast just on this driver with you. This thing is unbelievable, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we'll do it, Jack. You're always welcome on, man. You're always welcome on. And again, I'm glad we could sit down and have this podcast because it's months in the yeah, making. Absolutely. And I do think you're a legend, Jack. I think you're like a marketing Thank genius. You. I think that uh, you're just like a really special guy in the world of golf. And like, I'm super grateful to have been able to just, you know, get to know you over the past couple of months, but then host you on the pod. And like I said, you're always welcome on. So any any last or closing words for the people? Well, you know, all I know is if you look me up or whatever, it's going to be hammer time. We're, we're going to help you. I mean, I, I'm going to help you. You can't break 100. I mean, we're going to help you break 90. You, you, you know, you want to break 80, I'll help you. You want to break 70, I'll help you. You know, that that's what I'm all about. You know, we're going to help you putting. You know, I, I invented a new golf glove, Daniel. That's really cool. The hammer hammer power glove. It's a weighted glove. We yeah. saw, I, Wait, can we talk about that, Jack? The the promo for that? Because yeah. it starts with like some some lady's tits, right? And then it goes yeah, to it, what's going on with that, Dan? You know what I'm talking about? Gravity at work, buddy. You know, it's it's just showing that you know there's gravity. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> let me let me put it this way to you, Daniel. If you took a normal golf club. It zooms in on this chick's tits, right? And then it zooms out. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of covered up with the word long ball. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm a marketing guy in terms of, yeah. you know, uh, trying to. You're a marketing genius, Jack. Thank You've you. always have been, man. Thank you, man. But yeah. the, 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 the weighted glove is the idea is it, it, if you take a normal glove and drop it, or you take a weighted glove, the, the, you know, you understand gravity, G-force. I invented G-force. Yeah, you know Nike is that that word too, but mm-hmm. the weighted glove is going to hit the ground faster. So guess what? If you're wearing a weighted glove, yeah. and I would, and I'm telling you, I've always worn two gloves. Always, I I, I never play golf without yeah. two gloves. I've been playing wearing two gloves for 15 or 20 years. Everybody should wear two gloves. So we have the glove in left hand, right hand, yeah. and uh, it's weighted. It's going to increase your hand speed. So it's it's a uh, it's a cool cool new invention that i just invented so and we sell long, long ball golf balls the tfl ball you know two fucking long ball so basically yeah 
You got it all, Jack. Wait, let's talk about that book, though. Is that book published or not? Brand new book, dude. I haven't published that either. It's brand new. It's not on Amazon? It's not on Amazon? No, no. I'm going to get it. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to actually figure out the name. Uh, You know, like when you sell a book, you got to have the right name. I haven't come up with a perfect name yet because it's got to have something to do with boom. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I haven't figured it out yet. But I'm going to be launching. Well, I guess, all right, one more time to just give you another shout out. Like this was all done pre-internet, pre like AI, pre Google, pre any of this stuff. Right. And like you were selling digital products and granted it wasn't digital, but you were selling like, I guess the intent of it, like today it would just be distributed over the internet. Like you were doing that with VHSs pre, like who else was doing that? You know, we literally sell the driver, you know, it's funny, Daniel. And I put a VHS in the box, okay? Or then we, then we, right. you know, when you bought the driver, I put a DVD in the box. Literally, I, I would have to print DVDs to put them in the box. The drivers, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, you're. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the, you know, the way that you're really analyzing this because it was, it wasn't wasn't easy. Yeah. Now, you know, the hard part for me is I haven't figured the social media side of this out. I mean, because I'm not from that yeah. era. So I'm looking for the right guy mm-hmm. to help me. To be honest with you, Daniel, I'm looking for somebody to take my mm-hmm. my new 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 designs and just blow the heck out of it. So you know, I'm going to help. Mm-hmm. We're going to help a lot of people. So uh, I, I really want to send you a club, this new turbo, and uh, and I want to get your reaction. Yeah. I mean, I used to one of the you know another thing I used to do all the time. Like you do podcasts now, but and I used to do web webinars, uh-huh. but I used to do radio shows all the time. I would book radio shows with like, you know, announce any of these guys on the sport talk shows every morning. Yeah. I do like five shows every morning. Okay. To, to get this out there. It was yeah. really funny. Cause I can remember one time I, I, I wouldn't do the radio show without sending a club. So I sent as somebody in Iowa, or something, right. I sent them the air hammer. Okay. And it was, a, I can still hear the guys, the funniest thing they they're, they're, they're take it to the, they take it, they're on the radio. They take it to the, uh, they take it to the range, and these guys are going. They hit it, go ping, and then they're like, they're, 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 it was just funny, Danny, because they're doing everything, yeah. boom and pow. I did. I was just sitting there, just listening, and they right. sold like five hundred clubs on one radio thing, like for a half an hour. It's just I didn't even mm. have to do anything. Okay, it was it was unbelievable. Right, but that's part of your genius. It's like again, that's all comes back to branding. Like it's all. Like genius branding. I mean, everyone knows the boom. Everyone knows the pow. Like you see it one time and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what was that? You know what I mean? So like if you had to give someone tips, let's get into this, Jack. From a marketing perspective, like how do you do that? How do you create a big brand? How do you like what advice would you give to someone who maybe wants to start out and build a brand? Because here's the thing about golf. And like I've heard this. It's like you want to make money in golf. You want to make five million in golf. You have to start off with 20 million, right? So, like, from a branding perspective, like, what can people do to make themselves stand out in this market or just in general? Like, you said you're not a social media guy. That's fine. Well, you. Right. But, like, what do you do to build a brand? How do you become recognizable? The the, the whole thing about me, you know, cry chopping the ball and boom and and all that kind of started from Japan, you know, because I was every time I hit the ball, you know, I've been, I know, Daniel, I've been kicked off every driver in basically in America. Okay, because they don't want me. I lose their balls. Okay, every time I go out, you know, I had a guy in Denver where I had to put five pieces of gum in my mouth so I didn't make any noise. He said, "Listen, Hammer, 
I hear you make boom, say boom one more time, okay, or pow, you're yeah. out of here, okay? I've had to call the cops on me, right. okay? But, you know, what you want to do in terms mm-hmm. of like a business, it's not easy, you know, in, in starting a business, you know. I was an entrepreneur before they could even spell the word entrepreneur, basically. I mean, remember, I, mm-hmm. Daniel, I was an engineer for 12 years. My goal in life was I was going to be like the president of General Motors or whatever. I was going to use my golf game to get me through the corporate ladder, okay? But I realized after 12 Mm -hmm. years of this baloney in the corporate world that that wasn't me. You know, I look like I belonged on the volleyball tour or something, okay? Instead of being in this corporate world, I'm wearing these granny glasses. I'm wearing a tie and a jacket to work every day. You know, I haven't put a tie on since I left the corporate world. Okay, I used to be. It's in my book, but I used to go in a corporate building for long ball, and I'd get in the elevator. And these guys would like in in the early nineties. They look at me like, "What company do you work for?" I've had my beach shorts on, my my tank top on, and I'm like long ball. And I'm like, "What is that?" You know. And my mom asked me for at least ten years after I left engineering. She said, "Jack, when are you gonna get a job?" When are you getting a real job? I said, I got a job, mom. This is my job. You know, my job is my, my golf company. I mean, I was an entrepreneur before anybody. So, you know, it was not easy. I mean, I struggled, you know, for a few years trying to get things going. It wasn't easy just selling a video, okay, until I figured this whole thing out. Right. And I, I, I would Because, like, who at that time was selling videos, man? Right. Just to give people – like, was that even a thing? Like, how did you even get that idea to sell a video? I mean – like, how did you get the idea to distribute, like, this fucking swing over, you know, like, like were people doing that at that well, time? I, I, like, what was the situation, like, to give people a sense of the time? I have to correlate it to my dad. Like, we, we were, st- I'll never forget, we were standing in Penny's at Christmas time. I was visiting Michigan. And there was a video on called Automatic yeah. Golf. I'd never seen somebody was pedaling with this golf swing. He had these green pants. He looked like an area, the green mm-hmm. pants. He didn't know anything, what he was talking about. And my dad says to me, Jackie goes, you really should make a video of the swing that you have. I mean, you should teach it, you know. And then somebody introduced me to Elway, and I got Elway's TV crew to help me make the video. We went to Palm Springs, and we made one. But that's how it started. But I would sit there, literally. You just brushed over that. Like, let's dive into that. What do you mean? You just met Elway? Like, you just met him? What happened? Okay, I was was an engineering manager for Honeywell, okay, in Denver. I had, like, 50 engineers that worked for me, okay? And somebody, a friend of mine, told me that he knew Elway, okay? And he knew Elway's agent. So I went to see this guy, and, and he said, and, I, and I, showed him, I showed him what I could do, hitting golf ball, okay? Because at this time, were you just dreading fucking corporate life and like, dude, what am I doing? How do I get out? How do I get out? How do I get out? I didn't know entrepreneurial life. I just knew that uh, maybe I could be in the golf business, okay? And so I, I went to right. meet this guy. And I showed him what I could do, <laughs> and he was an attorney. And he's like, "Holy shit, this is unbelievable!" And he goes, yeah. well, "Why don't we become fifty-fifty partners? I'll quit my he quit his attorney business to be my partner to help me." Okay. Uh-huh. And then one thing led to another in terms of like uh, he hired an agent in L.A. for me to go on like the Johnny Carson show and the Jay Leno show and tour around. And he hired an agent, you know, to be on shows. And that I was at, like, I was in the it's kind of funny. I did this thing on the LA News, you know, like there's, you know, and mm-hmm. we were at Griffin Park. I just always remember. And the guy was well known newscaster, and and he goes, okay, Henry, I got I got a deal for you. You and I are going to have a driving contest. 
go ahead and hit the ball. So I do my wham, hit a boom. He gets in his car, okay? And it, it was classic. He gets in his car, Daniel, and he's holding the ball out the window. He goes, okay, Hammer, I got you. It's two miles back to the station. And he gasses the car up like he's beating me, beat me with a car. They, yeah. That thing sold like 2,000 yeah. videos. They called the station to get the lesson. You know, he right. held. So do you know what we call that now? It's called going viral, Jack. Like that's what's crazy is you were going viral okay. pre-internet. Yeah. He holds up. And that's the way I really like bring it back to and like want to pitch to people is like, dude, you were like doing these things before it even was like a thing, you know? Right. I, I was. Like you were I, making you, these sales. You were getting right. in front of people's eyes. He, you were. He held up my video. Okay. Like he literally held up my video and you know, hit it, hit it, hit it, uh, hit it along a 30 minute miracle. And he goes, folks, right here. And you're going to laugh. Yeah. The 800 number that I had at the time was 1 800 too long. T O O long. All right. And that was a classic. 1 800 too long. I had, you know, it was, a, I had that number for a long time. And that's how people would call. So this was all before you met Elway. Like was Elway one of your big buddies, like good buddies? Cause I know you, you told me another story you had with Elway. You just running around like well, you know, was, Christmas parties yeah, or whatever. Yeah, He invited me to his golf outing. And then I was hanging out with all his buddies, the quarterback buddies, you know, like Jim McMahon and, you know, you don't know. These guys are older than you, but they were all their famous Dan, yeah. Dan Marino and those guys, you know? So I was chauffeuring him to a strip club. Okay. And yeah. It, yeah. You okay. didn't partake. Like there's Troy Aikman. Listen, there's Daniel, there's yeah. like five quarterbacks I'm walking around with. Okay. And all of them are in the yeah. hall of fame today. Okay. They're all in the hall of fame, but me, yeah. I, I don't even play football. And, and they're, they're going, who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm Jack Ham. I'm a third string quarterback on the Broncos. Okay. Because it was just easier to say yeah. I'm a I'm a quarterback than going out and I'm a I'm a hammer dude. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. but anyway, um, but it's it's you know, it's not easy. You gotta pick a product and you gotta believe in what you believe in yourself. And it, it's one thing to have a vision, like and it's another thing to actually take it and make it into something. That's where people right. you know, so many times, like you know, you know I talked about a product that you had, but you gotta actually make it. You know, you got to actually make, take it and make it. It's not easy to move it from what, that level to the next level, you know. Then once you mm -hmm. figure that out, okay, the biggest thing in selling a product, okay, and, and you got to understand what, why people buy things. It's in, my, it's in the book, Daniel, but the reason that you would buy something where you pull your wallet out or you pull your credit card out, okay, is because there's a benefit to you, right? There's a benefit like in golf. If I tell you, Daniel, that you mm -hmm. you buy this driver and you get 60 yards and you're going to hit it straighter. You're never going to slice the ball again. That's a benefit, okay? If I tell you that my new club, the Turbo, Hammer Turbo, the features are it's flipped over. It's got a bigger sweet spot. Oh, you can see through it. It's lighter, okay? It's got a flat shaft. Those are features, okay? But, but the benefits, the reason, you got to understand the difference. In anything in, anything in life, mm -hmm. okay? Like it could be skis. If I can ski better, Okay, I'm gonna buy that. That's my benefit. I could like you know, like the like give you an example. Like I don't know if you ski, but the hourglass skis they came. They used to all be parallel, you know. Then they came up with the hourglass. They're mm. shaped like an hourglass, and so you could you could actually turn. It's make much easier to turn. So when they invented that, right. the benefit was, oh, now I can turn without barely even thinking about it. I can turn, and it they automatically turn. It makes it effortless skiing, less energy, blah blah blah. 
Okay, so the thing is, whatever product that you're selling, and you, to be able to sell it, it's got to have a benefit. So what I do when I do like a show, like the last show that I just did, the Hammer Turbo, right? I narrowed it down like there's 20 benefits, okay? And I narrowed it down to three or four. The benefits are this. This is what's going to make the phone ring. This is what's going to make them want to order on the internet, okay? The, the Remember, features is what's going to get you interested. If I tell you, all the golfers out there, Daniel, hey, you can check this out. It's got a flat shaft. Now you're in, you're, you want, what's a flat shaft? What's, what is that, right? It's faster, okay? Mm-hmm. It's quicker through the air. It doesn't have any twists. It's dead straight, okay? If I tell you it's lighter because you can see right, you can hold it up and see right through it. What do those speed slots do? You know, you look at it, it's got six holes through it. Well, you, that's a feature, you know, because, you, you know, aerodynamically, it isn't too hard to understand. If the air goes through it and comes out that back hole, it's less drag, right? Those are features. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole nut in, in selling whatever you're selling. You know, when you and you watch stuff, you know, from here on out, like you know, when you when somebody's selling something, a new phone or whatever, they're they're selling the benefit of why you're right. gonna buy it. Okay. And then, you know, you gotta like one of the things mm-hmm. I kind of got sideways when I was doing all this is what I, I forgot about the branding part. Like and you you said it. I branded Hammer over the years. I went away and made a club that wasn't even named Hammer. And I'm like, what am I doing? Okay. All right. That's my right. brand. I branded Boom. You know, I can, I can, I have a, like a boat and I can drive the boat down the channel in Lake Michigan or whatever, go down. People yell at me when I go down the channel, Boom. You know, I have people will call me right. for a New Year's Eve party, go, hey, can you yell Boom to the, par- to the party? Please, I mean, give us a quick boom. You know, I've branded what I do, okay? I've done it so long, like you said. And that's social marketing in its own way of what I did. I did it a different way, okay? So I'm excited to try to figure it out to make it a little easier for me. You know, the the branding that I got, I'd like to take that branding and blow it even, you know, bigger than it is with this new club and and what, what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. No, but for a guy who's like, obviously, no disrespect, but you're a little older now, right? Yeah. You've kind of gone through and you've seen sort of tech develop in front of your eyes. Like, what what do you think about social media as like far as the opportunity goes? Because like, dude, I mean, from my perspective of marketing, branding, I mean, I want to blow this podcast up, sure. right? But like, I have to get it seen. So I have to just keep posting stuff. Sure. But like, to think that I can just use the phone, right? And post something and if it like is good or the people say it's good via like you know more engagement more virality like i can literally reach millions of people on my phone now it's pretty remarkable the opportunity that exists because prior to this like you didn't have this fucking shit like you literally had to go get a production team come with a script hire a voice actor Go to Palm Springs, bring all the clubs, shoot the reel, maybe do or the uh, the video, do a bunch of takes, cut it, edit yeah. it, pay for it to get to the golf channel, have them run it, and then do like all the ad copy. Like it's pretty crazy to think, okay, we now have this tool that exists, right? I mean, from your perspective, what's that like? It's amazing. I just haven't figured it out. Like, what do you think about all the right this guy stuff? to help me, Daniel? I mean, the thing is, look, I'm the one that yeah. got on those planes. You know, every week and went with American Airlines to different different cities. You know, I'm the one that went to Japan 40 times to go drive around the countryside in Japan and put on exhibitions. I did it all that. I did it. You know, 
physically, you know, and I'm not doing that ever again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did all that. I don't like getting on planes anymore. I'm not doing it, you know, so um, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity, what we can do, um, utilizing the, uh, you know, all the mechanism of of social media. So, I mean, we haven't even scratched, I haven't scratched the surface of what I'm doing, you know, so I've done it all the hard way. Let me Mm -hmm. put it that way, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And you've like we're you've seen success, so it's really cool. All right, Jack, I'm gonna uh end this right here. But I really, really appreciate you, man. Like I consider you a great friend and uh cool. I just wanna thank you again for coming on. I appreciate the opportunity, Daniel, and uh, I look forward to doing some other stuff with you, okay?